Joe Burrow back at practice as the Bengals have their first 53-man roster practice of the 2023 season. Plus, we've got practice squad updates. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. Joe Burrow back at practice for the Bengals after cut down day. They're preparing for the Cleveland Browns in week one outside Paycor Stadium and we're going to get into it on today's episode of Lockdown Bengals on the Lockdown Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can find this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can get immediate reactions and immediate news on subtext as well go check out join subtext.com slash locked on bengals to try out our subtext for free where we will text your phones with reactions to the biggest bengals news and today's episode brought to you by fanduel sportsbook official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more and right now new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed at fanduel.com slash locked on Well, James, the easy story today, the biggest story today, the anticipated story today after Zach Taylor's press conference on Tuesday when he said, we'll see if Joe Burrow practice. Well, we saw he did. He did. Joe Burrow is back out there and it's uh, it's expected. I think we've we've been able to kind of pinpoint his recovery where it's at. I think he's been on track and. he was out there doing everything. You know, he did team drills, even though that wasn't in front of the media. And I think that's a great sign. There was nothing on that calf. Uh, I watched him here and there in the locker room. It's not like he was looking at his calf or favoring it or anything like that. So a really, really big step in the right direction for Joe Burrow. Huge step for this organization and team. And we just we know how much he means. It's pretty simple. And it, there's certainly more juice. There was more juice to practice whether it's the media waiting to see if Burrow was coming out, because we didn't really know. And talking to his teammates from Jamar Chase to T. Higgins to Charlie Jones, and you could go on down, but those are three. Those guys all had the same story, so I believe them. They didn't know until they either saw Joe walking out or putting his gear on. Those were the answers that I've got, uh, that I got. So this wasn't uh, a... uh, something that everyone knew was happening and it was just kind of i i think it's something that was on schedule behind closed doors and and under wraps and yet at the same time until we saw it for sure because i didn't know for sure i obviously had a good feeling but didn't know for sure but until you saw it you you weren't sure so uh, i think he looked really good it was a lot of individual drills all individual drills really uh, during the open media portion of practice but no limp no favoring anything, no nothing. Looked like the same Joe going through the throws that I've seen him do a ton of times now. I was going to put a number on it, but a ton of times looked like the same guy, which is uh, a great thing to see. Ted Harris also didn't know. Joining the club saying, you know, it broke to him the same time it broke to all the media waiting for him to walk onto the practice field at his locker. And it's good news. It's what we expected, but it's good news. It's a step in the right direction. I also 
I believe Jamar at his locker indicated that it wasn't entirely a full go for Burrow. It sounds like he would have been if they did practice reports today listed as a limited participant in practice. He, I, he did. Go ahead. I, I wonder who predicted that. Like we, it's, we talked it's, about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes total sense for him to be limited. Uh, anyways, keep going. Yeah. It sounds like he did seven on sevens, maybe didn't get in for 11 on 11s, but Perfect. doesn't mean there weren't highlights. And these guys have been working with the backup quarterbacks and, and to their credit, every time they've talked about the backup quarterbacks, they credit the work that they've done and talk about how much confidence they have in everyone in the building. Ted Karras talking about that, but they also acknowledge that Joe Burrow is the best player on their team. It's a little bit different when Joe Burrow's running the offense, when he's making the passes and throwing <laughs> dots and, and putting it on Charlie Jones in stride on a go ball for what was described by several players as the best throw Burrow had in practice. Yeah, it's uh, it was one where Charlie Jones was on the outside and he he's been working in the slot primarily, obviously at Purdue. He, he worked on the outside a ton. And so I think he's comfortable out there. And it was uh, press coverage, according to Jones. And he was able to beat Alan George over the top and, and make a play. And it's uh, it's good to see Jamar j- uh, joked. He was like, now now Chuck Sizzles or no, T Higgins called him Chuck Sizzle. But Charlie, uh, he, he said, now Charlie Jones looks like a star now that Joe's back, something to that effect. And, uh, yeah, that is the Joe Burrow effect and kind of what you expect. Uh, th- the other thing that I, I want to hit on real quick before I forget, and I wrote about this, it, the idea, and you've gotten questions, I know I have, and I think anybody that covers the team about his contract mm-hmm. starting to bubble up amongst the fan base concern. And I know zero. I'm not going to pretend like Mike Brown took me aside and, and updated me on negotiations, even though, Mike, um, you can call me anytime you want and update me or, or ch- chat with me at practice or Katie or, or, or any of the family. But if Joe Burrow was legitimately concerned that a deal wasn't going to get done, I think he would have gotten treatment today and continued his throwing program. I, I truly believe that. Like, I don't think – like, if he was concerned that a deal would not get done, that's different than – a deal just not being done. It's much, much different. I don't think he's concerned at all. And so if he's not concerned, why would anybody else be concerned? I think he's that, that that's that simple. And I know he loves football and I'm not saying he would hold out or anything like that. Like it's two different things. I don't think he would have done what he did today. If he thought there was a realistic scenario where he didn't have a deal in 11 days or within the next 11 days before the start of the regular season. It's still hard to fathom the Bengals messing this up. Just is. They haven't messed something of this proportion up ever, I want to say. Well, sure, because they've never had this and then let it go. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Carson Palmer, Andy, name a quarterback. They, They keep their quarterbacks when they're good quarterbacks. And Joe Burrow is perhaps the best quarterback they'll have had when things are said and done, certainly more than on that trajectory. He's all right. It's just hard to imagine a world where it doesn't get done. Now, regular season rolls around and it's not done. That's a distraction. At least could be a distraction at that point. Taking risks, going on the field. You only have the the fifth-year option as your quote-unquote security. But, again, hard to imagine it getting to that point. 
And I think that he's out there, like you said, is, is a good sign that, that things are not off the rails at the very least. They're, they're certainly not, you know, a disaster. Because cause then, yeah, why, why would you go out there and take any additional risk? Yeah, and, and it's – I'm not saying he'd be like, oh, deal's not done, hands up. No, I don't think he would do that. I think he would just say, I feel great. I want to give it a few more days because you could easily make the argument because he's throwing. We knew he was throwing that giving him today, which is Wednesday, Thursday, they have the weekend off Friday, Saturday, Sunday that, all right, take those extra five days and then come back Monday for game week. Like he, he could easily have been like, no, nah, I just want to get treatment, stick with what I've done. And no one would have blinked. I don't think there's a person in the building that would have blinked. They wouldn't have thought it was about the contract, but deep down he could have done that if he wanted to. And I think, it would have been easy to do if there was concern. I don't think there is. I think a deal gets done. Who knows? Maybe it's done. That You have a date on, on Thursday night. Maybe it gets done then. I hate to bring it up, but maybe that's when news happens, Jake. So schedule a date tomorrow night. I'll see what I can do. Joe Burrow back at practice. Easing him back in. You, you talked about the fact that they have the weekend off. They're back for a regular season practice schedule next week. So if he does sevens again tomorrow, doesn't do elevens again tomorrow, which is where he – was tempted to scramble and roll out and try to extend a play, and you're not doing those sorts of things, you're you're playing it safe, you're getting him some work with the offense, which is a positive for everyone involved, and you're still on track to get him that additional rest. Several, by the way, James, in this instance from Zach Taylor, amounted to 4.857 weeks. Four and six-sevenths weeks. There There's a new quarterback in Cincinnati and a bunch of guys back on the practice squad as none of the Bengals waves were claimed. They also didn't make any waiver claims. We'll talk about some of those guys coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel is a one-stop shop for all things sports wagering. And right now, new customers get up or can bet, excuse me, $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. That's right. Five bucks gets you $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. All you have to do is bet $5 and you'll get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Think about that. $200 in bonus bets plus $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, which you're probably in on anyway. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The regular season is eight days away. The Bengals play in 11 days as we record this. Maybe those days are off a little bit, but the point is you got to get on the action to FanDuel because this app is easy to use. It's a one-stop shop. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss, whether it's a Thursday night game that kicks off the season or Bengals Browns in Cleveland. Get to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It's about time to start thinking about that week one game up in Cleveland, but before we fully turn our attention to matchups and regular season football, and I can't tell you how excited I am for that and for regular season tape and to see this first team offense go in a competitive setting. We do have updates on the practice squad and on injuries <laughs> as a number of guys were working on the rehab field and Joseph Osai reportedly, according to Kelsey Conway anyway, was told by a doctor that 
his high ankle sprain or reported high ankle sprain could keep him out for up to four weeks. And that would put you through week two, very likely. And so we should not be surprised if Joseph Osai heads to the injured reserve. He could come back after four games. That would give him a couple of extra weeks to recover. We talked about how important that ankle is for an edge rusher as compared to, say, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes in terms of the load on the ankle and and the various responsibilities of that joint in terms of football activities. Also on the rehab field on Wednesday, DJ Turner dealing with that hamstring, Deontay Smith uh, with the shoulder injury that we still don't have any further details on, but a good sign that he's on the rehab field and was out there in some capacity at all. And Lyle Collins on the pup list, also on the rehab field on Wednesday. Now, the biggest addition to the practice squad, the unfamiliar name, well, there's two unfamiliar names, only one of them officially on the practice squad, but a guy you talked about ad nauseum in my DMs and on yesterday's show, and that is Will Greer, who is a quarterback that I I revisited our draft process from that year. I was comfortable taking Will Greer in the third round, I think like very comfortable taking Will Greer in the third round that year he came out. Wasn't a terribly strong quarterback class, but... And he was a he was a third rounder. He was a third rounder. Okay. So, fits the bill. No. Um, I might have been comfortable taking him in the second round then. I liked Will there Greer. There you go. There you I, I go. Went, I went back Say and looked at First my, rounder. First rounder. Put, put I, your stamp on it. I went back and looked at the tweets, and I was, I was bullish on him. Obviously, his NFL career hasn't gone great, but it is exciting to see that he now has an opportunity. I think a real threat to Jake Browning in that QB2 job. You go watch his admittedly very good preseason game, one of his best, like his best preseason game by a lot, in Mm -hmm. in preseason week three uh, last weekend. And he looks like an NFL quarterback. He's willing to move. His athleticism showed up. He's, He's running really well. He's throwing on the run. He's got real zip to that arm, NFL caliber arm. And if he can put it together, he's toolsier than Jake Browning. And if he can avoid the inconsistencies and the pitfalls that plague Trevor Simeon, then that's where the path to QB2 is very clear and possible for Will Greer. So this news, I knew late Tuesday night, and this is something I didn't DM Jake, so this is very real. I knew late Tuesday night it was a real possibility. Got confirmation Wednesday morning, literally right after Schefter broke it. And it's pretty – my instant reaction was, this is awesome. One, he's a vested veteran. You don't have to use a waiver claim and do the roster gymnastics and shuffle. And I, I don't know exactly how they would do that. It would be tough to do with Browning anyways, so maybe it's someone else. You, you ease the, all of those things, and you avoid having to do any of that stuff. And their quarterback room got better. Trevor Simeon didn't want to return to the practice squad. I think Will Greer is better. And obviously that, that game against the, uh, the Raiders, where he accounts for four touchdowns over 300 yards, just looks awesome. Making plays, running, you, all the, the toolsy uh, traits that you're talking about were on full display. And I think part of the reason a team didn't trade for him is because they thought, ah, he's a veteran. We'll just try to side him if, if we want him. And I I talked to him in the locker room probably an hour ago. And he really wanted to join a contender. And I think to your point, he probably looks at the room. And we talked about this a little on yesterday's show and says, okay, it's Joe Burrow, but then it's Jake Browning. And I know in this league, 
how hard it is to latch on somewhere. Maybe this is my chance to latch on. That's not saying he's going to be on the active roster or on the 53-man roster in three weeks or six weeks. I don't know how it's going to play out, but he probably looked at the room and said, I might be able to go there and be the backup, the Cooper Rush, because the past two years he's been buried behind Cooper Rush. He probably wants to be the Cooper Rush to Joe Burrow for for the foreseeable future. And, And so how quick he can pick up this offense and show what he can do, I think those are questions that remain to be seen. The good news is, is he's on the practice squad. It's a perfect, perfect setup. So the Bengals didn't have to give up anything to get him. They didn't have to move the roster around at all, and they get a guy that makes the quarterback room better. I, I think it's a, a great addition, and I know it's just practice squad, but we've talked about how uneasy these quarterbacks have made us felt. So adding to that room and replacing Simeon with Greer, I think that's a, a huge boost. Maybe he doesn't beat up Browning, but Maybe I think not. he has a chance. They're, they're, sure. They will be competing, I think, throughout the season, and, and we'll see what happens there. From a tools perspective, though, I, I don't think it was close. That didn't matter for Trevor Simeon in that in that quarterback battle that we saw throughout the preseason. Jake Browning won the job anyway, and credit Jake Browning for for doing that job and taking those steps to clean things up and be more decisive. And he can also run. It's, it's not to say that he can't run, but th- there are some clear differences in in tools there between Will Greer and Jake Browning. So it will be interesting to watch. Jake Browning will be QB2, overwhelmingly likely early in the season, certainly week one. We'll see what happens from there. The other external guy that the Bengals reportedly are bringing into the practice squad, according to Jeremy Fowler and others, is Demetric Felton, Mm -hmm. who played for the Cleveland Browns, listed listed as a running back, but essentially played wide receiver for Cleveland for two years. Hardly ever was aligned in the backfield. Has one regular season pass blocking rep ever, according to PFF charting. This preseason was in the backfield a whole lot more for Cleveland, working at an actual running back job instead of being a wide receiver, which is where he was playing for them prior to that. He had nine pass blocking opportunities this preseason, according to PFF, gave gave up two pressures there. But his ability as a receiver is pretty obvious based on how he's been used similar to the way that Chris Evans was used in a sparing capacity last year, where he was not getting into the backfield. He was lining up out wide. So we'll see what happens there. He is RB five on the depth chart right now. And the only running back on the practice squad for now, Mm -hmm. just interesting because he is the other external guy. He is pending a physical according to Jeremy Fowler. And we, we might see him. In the near future, he was not at practice today, obviously. And that's the note with Will Greer that's related. Like you mentioned, they were able to get that physical done and get him into practice today, which yep. is a help. It, yeah, he. so he was – and that's probably how I got word last night that was accurate. And you never want to roll with stuff and get burned, so I didn't. Um, but he was already in route, you know, and you got to get your physical done and all of those things. And and so with, with Felton, it's pretty simple. He cleared waivers. And no one claimed him. And so when that happened, he had a, a bunch of practice squads to probably make a choice about. And he looked at the Bengals and he decided to join the Bengals. I'm sure he had multiple practice squad offers, including maybe the Browns. You never know. But uh, yeah, the Bengals have, with Felton, will have 15 of their 16 spots filled. So they'll still have one open. Who knows where that goes? I think they'll kind of leave themselves open for a day or two. 
and, and go from there. But uh, Felton is interesting. Wasn't didn't test well. I went back to that twenty one draft and, and, and just looked at that. Didn't test well. So we'll see there. But interesting addition, especially because he is the lone running back. And I say that in quotes on the uh, on the practice squad. So um, speaking of running backs, Travion Williams practice. He returned to practice on Wednesday, and we can continue this conversation and. Uh, discuss more because it's it's a good day at Paycor Stadium. We will do that coming up next. We'll talk about the rest of the practice squad to finish up the show. I have one last note on Demetric Felton. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's Demetric Felton or something. Just knowing me and names, I'm probably getting it wrong. Always uh, wrong. Played against the Bengals in two games back in his impressive rookie season, which is when he had his most NFL success. In 2021, in those games, caught six of seven passes. Sorry, caught three of three passes for 40 yards and a touchdown. Mm. So the Bengals did get a look at him in a handful of plays in those games. Obviously, a familiar opponent in Cleveland. That's my last note on Felton. The rest of the practice squad, some of the guys we were concerned about, one of them is in the wind. As of the time of recording, mm-hmm. we still don't know where Raymond Johnson III is. I haven't seen his name emerge for any other teams. He's certainly not on the list of players signed to the Bengals practice squad. But the rest of the guys, many of the other guys we were talking about yesterday as practice squad candidates, are back with the team. Most notably, Stanley Morgan Jr., still mm-hmm. with the team on the practice squad. And if there's an IR move necessary, wouldn't be surprised to see him on the 53. Would Otherwise, expect him to be a call-up, potentially, for special teams purposes early in the season. Tanner Hudson makes it to the practice squad, opts to return to the practice squad, a vested veteran. He could have signed anywhere he wanted, chooses to come back to the practice squad. No, the Bengals really liked him. That was a difficult cut for them. Cindy Jones, the fourth. Cornerback depth on the practice squad with DJ Turner dealing with that hamstring on the practice, uh, on the on the rehab field, and Mike Thomas, a veteran. Those are the four most notable guys. Mike Thomas, safety, special teams leader for this team, safety leader for this team, veteran leader for this team. And there's some other guys too, James, if you want to yep. comment on any of them or fill out the rest of the group. Yeah, I will. The guys that stand out to me, Shedrick Jackson, if I can yep. able to get him back, love it. Dominique Davis, able to get him back, love it. Alan George. Big fan of his. Glad he's back. Nate Gilliam, I'll just go through the rest. Jeff Gunter, uh, Shaka Hayward as well. Jackson Kirkland, Kwame Lasseter, Tyler Murray. Uh, I, I think that's all of them. Tyler Murray sounds a lot like Kyler Murray when you say it quick. That said, um, j- just going back to Raymond Johnson the third. I thought he would be back. And you just mentioned what Kelsey reported about Joseph Osai. Four weeks. All right. Time to put him on IR. Like I, I think it's a no-brainer decision to do that. Maybe maybe it's not four weeks, but if it's three, I would IR him, give him four so he can let that heal. We're talking about a player that's dealt with injuries all three years now of his NFL career. Let it heal. And, and why not sign Raymond Johnson the third, either to the practice squad with that last spot and call him up or to the 53-man roster. I don't know which route they'll go. I think that one's really interesting. And that's somehow I would find a way. He knows your system. We've seen him uh, be productive, and I get it's preseason. I'm sure he's got a lot to work on. There's a reason he went unclaimed, all of those things. At the same time, you, you got to think that you need him around with Osai nicked up. It just makes sense to me. 
And that is 15 out of 16 spots on the practice squad filled. So a couple things could be happening. They could have another physical pending that we don't know about yet. They could have an IR move coming. There could be two more players coming to that practice squad that we don't know about yet. Another batch of players are going to be waived or were waived by the time you listen to this on Wednesday following the waiver claims that were processed earlier on Wednesday. So still a lot could happen for some of these fringe spots. You could see one spot on the 53, maybe two spots on the 53, but I'm inclined at this point to say up to one spot on the 53-man roster for the Bengals change with injuries that have a requirement for an IR stint. And obviously there's one spot left on the practice squad. I think overall, this practice squad listing doesn't surprise me. The biggest absence is certainly Raymond Johnson the third. I thought Ben Brown had a chance. They opt for Jackson Kirkland there instead. I thought they would only go with one linebacker. And Shaka Hayward, the, the one that was more surprising to me on this practice squad, was probably the most well-renowned undrafted free agent for the Bengals, along with Jackson Kirkland in the 2023 class. So shouldn't be too surprising in retrospect that he's also on the practice squad. I think they've got most of the guys they wanted back and some guys that could contribute early in the season. Mike Thomas, Sidney Jones, Stanley Morgan could all be relied upon in regular season action in the early part of this season. Yep. And Tanner Hudson to me being able to keep him one, it's a wise decision, much like Will Greer. I think Hudson, you look at that room and it's like, okay, well, if something does happen to Irv Smith, there's a very easy path to where he would get some of those snaps right away. It's a pass-happy offense. You're a pass catcher. You've bounced around the league. You're trying to latch on somewhere. I feel like there's going to be a point, and maybe it isn't Smith who gets hurt. It could be one of the other tight ends. But there's probably a point this year where if Tanner Hudson's on the practice squad, he ends up contributing on game day. And so being able to keep him, I think that was big. I probably would have kept him over Trey Hill. They end up being able to keep both guys, and uh, good for them because Tanner Hudson is uh, he is a talented pass catcher, no doubt. It's just another year where the increased familiarity that we have and that fans have with the players that are vying for practice squad spots on the team they follow the most closely, there's a lot of energy and hand-wringing over, well, they, will they clear waivers, will they not? This year, they all do. Not always the case, often the case. And this year, they all do. And outside of Raymond Johnson, who, as of the time of recording, still in the wind, we'll see what happens there. And that would be, I would say, an unfortunate departure if he doesn't land on the practice squad. Still have Jeff Gunter there on the edge. And maybe Gunter's ahead of Raymond Johnson the third anyway. Uh, wouldn't be surprising to see Raymond Johnson land somewhere. They got the guys they wanted, I think, for the most part on the practice squad. They got important depth pieces there. I think they've got to be pretty happy with the way the last 24 hours went for them. Trent Taylor, after he was cut, does not return to the practice squad. Another guy we talked about as a potential practice squad returner, returnee. He goes to the Bears 53. So your backup punt returners right now, probably Kwame Lasseter, Maybe Demetric Felton. He has a lot of return experience in Cleveland, but he appeared to lose that job after muffing a kick in week one last year. Trent and Irwin as well. Irwin as well. Yeah. So forgot about game, that. Day, game day would be Irwin and then Lasseter on punts, kicks. It's your two running backs, I think. You know, you yeah. got Chris Evans, Travion Williams, and then obviously you could put Charlie Jones back there too if needed. That's it. 
That's it. Moral of the story, after all that, Burrow's back. Burrow's back. Did what we thought he would do. We'll see how he we'll see what the injury report looks like on Wednesday. I think he'll be on the injury report next week. Ne- next week, yes. There's I, I not think an injury it, report this week. I think it will say full, practice yeah. in full with calf. Yep. I think he'll be on it though. I think I think we're not quite to the point where or he's maybe, going to avoid it altogether. Maybe they hold him out of three plays and make him limited. Oh yeah. will, will Joe play or not? Just, will just, Greer learning the offense. Throwing the wrench out there. Yeah. Could could this be the Browning career game? No. No, it could not. That's going to do it. Browning crushes the Browns has a ring to it, though. Yeah. It's going to be a fun game. Hopefully we don't see that. Of course. Uh, Just to be clear, you know, know, we all expect Burrow out there. I think that's fair. Going to be a fun game. Started thinking about it today. Started thinking about some of the matchups. Browns have a good roster. Felton, why do you cl- why do you add him to the practice squad if you can sell him on it? Pretty simple. Hey, tell us about that defense that the Browns have up there. What are they going to be running? You know what? It's, it's exactly right. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't more obvious. They've done this before, and teams oh, yeah. do this all the time. Yep. That's could, part could, of it. Now, they might like the player, player, of course, but yeah. that's another you – know. Great point. Great call out. Let's wrap up there. The Bengals have one more practice this week. And then we're on to a game week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll be back to wrap up that practice tomorrow. And until then, who day and have a good one.